Our scripture reading this morning comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word. So it's Mother's Day. And you know, every, just about every country out there has some form of Mother's Day out there, but it really, in the United States, Mother's Day began when Julia Ward Howe was concerned that all the children were being, all the young men were being taken, carried off to war. It was after the Civil War in 1870 when she wrote the Mother's Day of Peace Proclamation and gathered together with a lot of other mothers who were concerned that the, <laughs> that the men in Washington were sending their sons off to die. And so Julia Ward Howe put it, articulated the mom's feelings towards that. And it, it really made us a little more cautious about sending people to war. So Mother's Day initially started as kind of a, uh, uh, an anti-war movement uh, to try and stave off sending soldiers off to die for no good reason. And, uh, and it, it, it makes sense for us to honor our mothers because in our mothers we see the things of God that we cherish the most. Grace, unconditional love, compassion and caring and mercy. We see in the mothers in our lives aspects of God that help us understand who God is. And I want to say, I know, you know, Mother's Day is, can sometimes be a little controversial for folks who, are, who can't have children or, or many of us have bad experiences with our moms and many of us have moms who aren't really our moms and all of that. But, but today we're kind of celebrating that idea of mom, and there's certainly someone in our lives who has been a mother to us, and certainly we have opportunities to exhibit those uh, those values and those attributes that we commonly attribute to our moms. And so today, I really want to kind of talk about the moms in my life, of which there are many, <laughs> but <laughs> but some of the moms in my life who have shown me who God is through the, way they, through the way they behave. And I begin with, really, my grandmothers. I had, I had two lovely grandmothers who were polar opposites of each other. My grandma Price was the wife of a Church of God and Holiness preacher. Orville was my grandfather, who was a, a preacher. And I can tell you this, um, the fact that we're both... Uh, clergy persons leading a church is is about where my grandfather and I uh, that, that's about all we had in common in regards to that 
other than maybe some of our preaching style, but, <laughs> but the Church of God and Holiness uh, congregate, uh, that, that particular denomination is, uh, is really a lot different than what we are here. In fact, my grandfather would not own a, a television. They thought, uh, and didn't worship, didn't celebrate Christmas and, and thought Christmas trees were uh, demonic symbols. I, it a lot of strange stuff going on with that. With all of that, but my uh, my grandmother was this, and, and I love my grandfather. I, I love to go watch him preach. He was a he was a great preacher, but uh, I grew to not really agree with most of what he was saying. But <laughs> but uh, uh, my sweet little grandma, she was just this this tiny uh, kind of uh, uh, not meek, but she was she was just a sweet little lady, uh, and she had a poodle named Mimi, <laughs> and, and she was kind of quiet. She had kind of a quiet, very high-pitched voice. And I used to love it. In church, my grandfather would ask her to pray, and she would start to pray, but I never heard a word she'd say because my grandfather was talking over her going, Mercy! Lord have mercy! Yes, Lord! Amen to that! And I have, he was the only one who could hear what she was saying because she was so quiet. But she had this gentle... She had this gentle spirit about her and a subtle sense of humor that uh, snuck up on you every once in a while. And she was, she was uh, quite a gentle lady, but she was a woman of strong conviction and action. Uh, her, her faith led her to, to join a mission movement in Haiti, and she used to smuggle birth control into Haiti to hand out illegally. She could have been thrown in jail for uh, smuggling birth control into Haiti, but it was part of their mission efforts was to make that, because it was illegal to uh, have birth control in Haiti. So my, my grandmother was basically a drug smuggler, uh, which is kind of fun to, fun to tell people. And you would never know it looking at her, because she was such a gentle, she was such a gentle spirit. And uh, I just, I think of the gentleness of God every time I, I think about her. And then there was my grandma Canning on my, on my mother's side. Uh, very different. She was a large Wagnerian, Wagnerian woman with, who took over every room she entered into with her laugh. And uh, she used to wear these lar- those furry Russian hats uh, all the time. And uh, she hid candy everywhere. And uh, we used to, and she was just, uh, she was a, a woman to be reckoned with. Uh, her husband uh, died when my mother was about 12 years old. And uh, believe it or not, and this was, you know, this was in the early days, everyone around her was saying, you should give these, you can't raise these kids. She had three children. My mother was the oldest. The other ones were under 12 and very young. Uh, she, she was told by everyone around her, you, sh- you can't raise these kids on your own. You can't do this. You should, uh, you should give them up for adoption. You should, you should farm these children out. Well, that was, that was not going to fly with my grandmother. And basically her and uh, the rather crusty woman that was her mother <laughs> raised those three children and uh, she was like a big mama bear who uh, uh, would, was quick to take offense and quick to give offense. And, uh, and she just loved life. 
she sucked it up and, and enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, she bought a, when I was a kid, she bought a red Maverick, Ford Maverick car and would race that thing all over the country, uh, uh, going from place to place and loved to look around. She was a person who sacrificed so much in order to care for those whom she loved. She was a, she was a wonderful woman that way and would give of her time and give of herself uh, to, and sacrifice herself in, in, in order to care for her family. It reminds me of 1 John 3.16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for each other. My grandmother was kind of like that. She laid down her life uh, for her children and those around her. Uh, and that actually brings me to, to my mother, who was, of course, the, the main mom in my life. And um, this is my first Mother's Day without my mom. She just passed away last October. And uh, my mother brought, she took worrying to a, a new level. It was, it was an art form for her. Whenever I saw her, she would ask about, she had a long list of people she would ask about just to see where she was at with the worrying about it. You know, people I hadn't talked to for years, she would go, well, how is so-and-so? How did that problem ever come out and everything was going on? And, and you know, up till the day she was dying, she, she was asking about all of people's problems that, that I hadn't uh, had never thought about. Needless to say, I was a little sheltered and overprotected. I, I remember kids kind of making fun of me because my mother wouldn't let me cross the street uh, without her help, <laughs> even though we lived in this very quiet neighborhood. And uh, when I said I couldn't cross the street, that kind of some of, some people still bring that up, which is a little it's a little painful, I gotta say, but. <laughs> Like all mothers, my mother never wanted me to experience anything, anything bad. She just wanted to protect me from the, the awful, the, the realities of the world out there. She wanted to, to keep me safe and never wanted anything bad to, to ever happen to me. A few years ago, when my, when my marriage ended, uh, my mother would call me several times a day. Are you okay? Are you going to be okay? Is it all going to be okay? And finally, finally one day she said to me through, through tears when I was getting ready, she hated it when I left the house, when I was leaving. I'd come visit and then she was like, don't, why are you going? You don't have to go. And finally through tears one day she says, I, I just wish you would move back home and let me take care of you. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's, that's very sweet, Mama. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> I am not living back here. Yeah, she could be tough, too. She let me fall on my butt every once in a while and learn the lessons of life that you need to, less, need to learn. But, but like all good mothers, my mom was always there. Uh, there was, she was always one I could count, off, count on, almost to a fault. Uh, and, and when I needed her, she was a shoulder to cry on. And she had some, you know, you don't think of your mom this way very often, but every, she had some wisdom. She had a lot of wisdom that, that she would whip out every once in a while. And it was, it was very compelling. She was a source of sympathy, a source of empathy, and a source of encouragement, and a source of wisdom. And, you know, I miss my mom today. Uh, 
I'm, I'm going to miss her always. But this, this scripture comes to mind when I think of my mother. 60, Isaiah 66, 12. For this is what the Lord says, like a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. That's my mom. So I will comfort you. Uh, I want to talk about Robin, too. Robin is the mother of my children. Uh, and Robin loves my children completely unconditionally. I'm kind of halfway sometimes. But she, <laughs> but she loves them so utterly and completely and can see no wrong in the... They're, my ch- in her eyes, my children are geniuses. And the rest of the world just needs to catch up. Uh, and recognize how what geniuses they really are. And uh, in Hebrew, the word for godly love, unconditional love that comes from God, is the word agape. And, and this is the non-judging, unconditional, godlike love, the, the way God loves us. And that's Robin. That's how she loves my children. And her love has gotten our children through a lot of things and will continue to do that in the years to come. Another mom that I'm really kind of just getting to know is my wife, Katie. Uh, and uh, what, she's a preschool teacher and has degrees in early childhood education. And I can tell you this, my wife, Katie, was born to be a mom. She was just born into it. And in fact, uh, she, <laughs> she tells me that she's always wanted to be a mom. Uh, and it's, in, in fact, in, when she was in school, I think like junior high or something like that, instead of subscribing to, to teen magazine or to people or anything like that, she subscribed to parenting magazine as a junior high kid. And <laughs> she always wanted five kids. Uh, which is uh, what she got when she married me. She has three, I have two. So part of me thinks that may have had something to do with the <laughs> just trying to round it off to what she wanted there. Watching Katie parent is a lot like watching engineers design the Mars Land Rover uh, thing like that. She's, she's focused and she studies it from every angle and she looks for solutions to problems, and she's open to, to figuring out what those things are. And I, like I said, she has a degree in, in these things, and she implements the things she has learned in her household. And what is amazing to me is her patience and commitment to the big picture. You know, I, after, after enough haranguing, I give in. You know, I'm like, fine. You know, whatever, go bungee jumping. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> you know, they just, the kids wear me down. All right? Right, parents? Kids wear you down. And I'm just, uh, you just get exhausted and you get tired. She is a rock. <laughs> Her kids will tell you, she is a, she is a rock. And, uh, she is, she is committed to what the big picture is. Uh, she is willing to take the heat today in the hope of positive results later down the road. She's always thinking about how is this going to affect the rest of their lives? How is this going to equip them for success down the road? How is this going to prepare them for life? And she's willing to, to be the, the object of their, their ire and their, uh, their frustration in order to make that happen. I'm very impressed with that. It, uh, not all of us have the kind of tenacity 
and stick to it and, and, and perspective to really make that happen. She kind of reminds me of the father figure in the story of the prodigal son. You know, the son comes to the, comes to the dad and says, I want, I want all my estate so that I can go live it up. I don't want to wait until you die. And the father reluctantly, but says, okay, go ahead, learn your lesson. And, uh, kind of patiently sits back and waits and see to, for, for things to happen. And then when he finally learns the lesson, comes back and is received with joy. Uh, that kind of reminds me of, of Katie's patient parenting as well. Mothers hold a very special place in our lives. Either our own mothers or, or people who are like mothers to us. So it's not surprising that when trying to describe God, the early formers of Yahweh's thought turn to parents to describe what God was like. Now in the Bible, of course, God is most often referred to as Father, and yet I'm convinced that if the authors of the Scriptures were writing today, they would employ the imagery of mothers uh, to be a more fitting title for for the God we know and love you know but I think it come about like this I think in biblical times of course it was a it was a male-dominated world at that time but even uh, even the biology of the time suggested that uh, it was thought that the male provided everything that was needed for the the formation of children and the mother the the women carried the children but it was the father who provided all that was needed to create that child. And, and so it, it stands to reason that when talking about the creator, one might employ uh, masculine imagery for that. However, we, of course, we know that's not true <laughs> these days and that uh, our biology teachers have shown us that, in fact, it's the mom not only carries the child, but also provides uh, a lot of the, the things that are needed to form that child and, and creates who we are. And so um, it, might be, it might be a better image, or at least an equal image, to think of mothers when thinking about who God is. Indeed, uh, it was the ancient Christian mystic Julian of Norwich who said, Our Savior is our true mother in whom we are endlessly born and out of whom we shall never come. And even Jesus uh, himself, when he was lamenting the coming fall of Jerusalem, cried out, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have longed to gather you to myself as a mother hen gathers her chicks. Again, calling on this imagery of a mother you know, gathering her children to her. I guess my point is this. In a mother's love, we see the love of God. Unbounded, unconditional, unrelenting. And in God's love, we recognize motherhood. When we experience God's love, it is reminiscent, if you will, of all of the positive things, all of the good things that have come to us by our mothers. A parent who created us, who cares for us, who raises us, who equips us 
for the life ahead. And we are shaped by this. And the best of what motherhood is seems to find its beginnings in the God we worship. Amen? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run the race with perseverance, that race that is marked out for us. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, the mother of us all, the parent who loves and cares for us, in you we see the best of our mothers, and in our mothers we see the best of what you are. May we live into that love in our own lives and in the people we come in contact, whether mother, father, sister, brother, or whoever we are in this humanity. We thank you for our moms on this day, and we honor them. We ask these things in the precious and powerful name of Christ. Amen.